Dr. Alistair Dunn is a lecturer in British medieval history at the University of St. Andrews and the author of a new book about the Peasants' Revolt entitled The Great Rising of 1381. It was a great rising which was spurred on by years of swinging taxes levied to pay for the seemingly endless so-called Hundred Years' War with France, but also because ordinary people discovered they had what we'd call industrial muscle. Labour was in short supply, courtesy the Black Death. How many were there? What are we talking about? One of the chroniclers put a figure as high as 60,000, but I think that's very unlikely, as it would have depopulated a large part of the county at this time. So I, th I think we're looking at the low thousands. They're here, they're camping, there's several thousand of them. London's fairly near. What brought them here in the first place? What were the causes of this revolt? Well, although it breaks out very suddenly, we're looking at at least 20 years of a combination of disasters in England. Great changes in the structure of society. The generation that had survived the Black Death saw the chances of their living standards increase because there were fewer of them and their labour had become more valuable. But at this time there was also a very strong and aggressive compulsory wages policy, a maximum wage by the landlords, which led to a lot of resentment in society. I think as well we need to remember the impact of the Hundred Years' War at this time. Often we think of the Hundred Years' War as a period of great dramatic chivalric battles, but for much of the 1370s it was a grinding and slow campaign in which England was losing every single encounter they were fighting, and the Crown was raising hundreds of thousands of pounds in taxation, which was becoming extremely unpopular. So these are the background costs. Mm. Was there any one thing that sparked it? The most important immediate cause is the hated third poll tax of 1380. And it's an interesting sort of historical note that the third poll tax of 1380 caused very widespread evasion. Several hundred thousand people disappeared off the taxation lists in 1380, much as they were later to do in 1989 to 1990. And it seems that governments often don't learn the, uh, the lessons of unpopular taxes. These series of programmes are about the powerless, people in colloquial pounds at the bottom of the heap. The Peasants' Revolt seems to be emblematic of that. Was it really? Was it the Peasants' Revolt in that pure sense? I think it, it gained the name the Peasants' Revolt almost as a term of abuse by the chroniclers who were writing at the time. And for them, this was the most threatening and dangerous form of political action they could imagine. I think we should be thinking more of not just peasants and labourers, but also a very large contingent from what one would describe as the sort of lower middle class of medieval society. Artisans, merchants, small traders, yeoman farmers, people who actually had something to lose as well. People who felt that their living standard was being damaged by high taxation and by the perception of bad government as well. There are townspeople, there are a few members of the gentry, the clergy, people like John Ball play an important part in it. So, in a way, it's a misnomer to call it the Peasant Revolt. This is Christopher Dyer, who's Professor of Regional and Local History and Director for the Centre of English Local History at Leicester University. He's been examining closely manorial and court records to trace the histories of several of the rebels and to find out just what sort of men and women they were, how much power they had over their own lives, and what befell them when they got caught up in the whirlwind of the events of June 1381. But when you look closely at the central events of the revolt. If you look at the, the core of the rebellion, it's a rebellion of country people. And they are 
people who may have jobs as carpenters or weavers or artisans or they may be selling ale or something but most of them have a certain amount of land and it's that which defines a peasant. A peasant is someone who has a small amount of land and that does seem to be a characteristic of a large number of people who were involved in the revolt. And this, it is certainly true that a high proportion of the rebels that we can identify and that we can find in the records were villains or serfs. They held their land by unfree services.